You're listening to GameSpot After Dark, episode 111. That's right, we've done 101 episodes. And wouldn't you know it, we were also highlighted as one of the gaming podcasts that listens to by the Apple Podcast Twitter page. A surprise nice, to many of us. It was yeah. nice. It was love it. I was like, oh, I'm surprised they picked us. But if anything, that is an official seal of quality. But you shouldn't be uh, persuaded away from recommending the podcast to other people. So make sure you go to Apple and upvote and review and subscribe and share it so we can get even higher. Let's crush all the other podcasts out there, all the other worthless podcasts that are in our category. Like, what is this one called? Giant Bombcast? Bullshit. Get rid of it. Um, I am joined by, uh, I'm your host, Tamar Sain, joined as always by Jean-Luc Seipke. Howdy do, baby. <laughs> I love it. I'm trying uh, different interpretations of it. I like that one. I like that. Yeah, one. that was a good one. It was good. Uh, that voice, of course, is the one and only newly minted Twitch streamer. <laughs> Twitch.tv's Lucy James Games. Hi. Thank you. Wow. I mean, Tam is doing more to pimp my streams than I am. So <laughs> yeah, I'm I appreciate official that. Promoter. And I'm like sliding $20 across the uh, across <laughs> the internet via Venmo. Yeah. And know. for make, making his debut on the GameSpot After Dark podcast, it is the one and only. You may have seen, seen him on youtube.com forward slash GameSpot doing intelligent, smart analysis of mental health and video games. It is Chris Morris. Hello. The one and only Chris Morris. The one Chris, and the only menace, Chris the Morris. The Menace Morris. <laughs> That's what we call it. I thought you wanted, I wanted no... him to have some kind of wrestling name, like Chris the Menace yeah. Morris. Chris the Menace Morris. Chris the That's Mental now, Health That's Menace that... Morris. Yes, <laughs> the Mental Health Menace. <laughs> menace Morris. If anything, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do the opposite of menacing it. mental health. Hey, I just said gonna... Menace. Menace in general. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go with The Menace. Uh, Chris, of course... Uh, I don't know if you listen to this. Do you listen to this show, Chris? Yeah, I was really um, kind of put off by the fact that the theme tune didn't kick in right at the start there because I'm just exactly. so used to um, okay. used to that coming in. I, also, is no one else going to mention the fact that Tam, you said it was episode one one one, and then said we've done a hundred and one episodes? <laughs> <laughs> Did I, is that what I said? Yeah. Oh, mate, absolutely biffed it. Don't. So take, was, let's throw all of this away. Let's throw all of this away. I was going to say like, oh, one on one, like the non-emergency number here in the UK because we yeah. have a British oh, right. majority. Yeah, but, a see, British majority. Finally, how does it feel, Jean-Luc? How does it feel? Feels um, bad. <laughs> I, I'm terrible with numbers, so I'm not at all surprised at myself for looking at those numbers and then incorrectly speaking them. Uh, but yeah. I, I mean, I might be wrong because no one else brought it up. So if I am wrong, just cut that out. Because I don't want the first thing for no. me to no, no, say no, on this no, podcast. No, staying no, in regardless. No, no, no. no. It's staying yeah. in. Yeah, 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 yeah. The menace Chris, and uh, getting numbers wrong. Chris, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as with all first timers, you have a we have a little segment that we call the Chris from Dayton, Ohio segment. Chris. Uh, which has the theme tune that goes like ba 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 da ba Chris. Um, we are like 99% sure that Chris from Dayton, Ohio doesn't listen to us anymore because we've uh, reached out to him via this podcast to like give us signs of life and he has not. <laughs> but he introduced this thing. He messaged in and was like, I don't know any of you. Um, this podcast seems all right, but I don't know any of you. Who are you? What do you like? Um, so, Chris... For the people who don't know you like we know you, tell mm. us what you do at GameSpot. Tell us what you like, what games you like, what what uh, rustles your jimmies, what uh, <laughs> helps you pitch a tent in the morning. You know, what, what are the things that you love? <laughs> wow. What an introduction. Uh, I'm Chris. Yeah. I'm a video producer here at GameSpot in the UK, um, permanently in the UK, not just a flying visit like Lucy and Tam. I'm sticking it. Flying can, you call five, can you call five months a flying visit? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Also, I, let's not go, <laughs> let's not forget the fact that Lucy was born and raised there, and I lived there for most of my life. So yeah, but you you've left us, so that's you're true. basically true. dead to us. Um, yeah, wow. I, I make videos, uh, all kinds of videos, really. Uh, but uh, you may have seen me talking about uh, time splitters or 
mental health or mm. uh, some other kind of psychology adjacent things. And uh, I've also worked on some of the shows we've made over the past couple of years, like Loadout, mm-hmm. Audio Logs, Remember When. Uh, there's probably some others that I'm forgetting. Um, I mean, I, just, I just watched an episode of Expert Reacts you edited as well, so I know you're That is true, well. yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this on Friday and you're a fan of the work of our friend Jonathan Ferguson, then look out for that. The Usual Time and Place on YouTube. It's a good episode, I hope. Um, it's good. Yeah, yeah. He's on, he's on spicy form, I think. He's very spicy. He even yeah. calls himself out. He's like, I'm being, I'm being very nitpicky today. I was like, oh, Jonathan, yeah. I love you. Yeah. In fact, a little bit of behind the scenes trivia. Um, oh. He had just had a packet of Mexican spicy rice before we started recording. So um, perhaps that is why <laughs> These he are the so insights. Exactly. These yeah. are the insights he's, that I've wanted. He's so British that simply eating something spicy changed his <laughs> very demeanor. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's um, how Brits react to food. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah um so what what are the things that what are the chris from dayton ohio things uh what what games do you love what things do you love uh what games movies whatever what defines chris morris we talked about this i talked about this the other day if 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 you were an rpg character and you were or an rpg npc and you were killed and uh, the game was designed for like the loot that was found on you would be a representation of who you are. What shit would they find in there in your backpack? Um, let's talk about media specifically. That would be like, media. Oh, I, I get a feel for what this person is. Mm, okay. Uh, well, I reckon um, certainly, I mean, the easy answers would be things like Bloodborne or Disco Elysium. Which you know is very much preaching to the choir, I think, uh, mm-hmm. on this podcast. So I'm going to say something a little bit different and go with. Um, I think I would drop uh, an anthology collection of the Roller Coaster Tycoon games uh, because oh, they yeah. are like they are like the defining. Or you know they're the, they're the, they've been the constant since I was about. I don't know. Whenever we got our first computer back in my family, in my uh, my mum dad's house, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Two, three, Planet Coaster, Parkitect. Uh, yeah, they are great. I think they're just like. I was thinking the other day, like, how many games are there where you where you're just like creating stuff rather than destroying it, and specifically just things mm. to to make people happy. There are so few games which are just about like mm. bringing joy to people, which I think is really which is really sweet. Um, well, do you know that was the original yeah. pitch for The Sims? As well, it was meant to be like um, in the original Sims game, you had um, all of your your sort of Mas- Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but you also had one for just like how nice your house was. And so it's like that was kind of one of the mini games within the Sims. It's like making a house that your Sim thought was nice. And oh, and yeah. much like with Rollercoaster Tycoon, the first thing everyone does is like set someone on fire in a one by one square room. <laughs> um, Pool ladder, deleting it. Yeah. Yeah, stick yeah. a roller coaster about- that just f- flies at 100 miles an hour into a crowd of people, all those sorts of things that people do. What about Chris? A movie and a TV show? Mm-hmm. Um, well, movie, I am a big fan of the Coen brothers. Uh, mm-hmm. so I'd probably go with Inside mm-hmm. Lewin Davis. Um, because oh, I'm a big fan of I films. I don't even know that- what that is. Oh mate, if you're a fan of Oscar Isaac, Oscar Isaac has never looked finer, more beautiful than right when he was oh. inside Lewin Day uh, when he was playing Lewin Davis. Um, nah, that that phrasing was interesting. I'm looking. <laughs> Oscar <laughs> Isaac has never looked finer than when he was inside Lewin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, um, so that, that um, movie. He's. Oh, actually, no way. I did see a picture of him smoking a cigarette in a mm. window. Yep. Yeah, okay. Good good however i would say he dune. does look good though dune, yeah, he looks, he looks in dune. unbelievable in dune mm. yeah. yeah that is true but i mean i'm intrigued uh, i haven't seen is dune that, that justin timberlake is that justin trouser snake or is this just anywhere. uh no, no. i'm on google while while lucy is uh having <laughs> a trip down nsync memory lane give us a tv show mate uh dark 
Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm glad um, you went with Dark. Yes, mate. The, the first few months that I was at GameSpot in the UK a couple of years ago, I was banging on about banging on Dark. About mm-hmm. And everyone thought I was a tedious bastard. And they were absolutely I listened. Right. I listened. But no, Dark didn't. Is... I watched it eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Yeah, I, I listened. I got there eventually, yeah, and you yeah. are right. It is incredible. It's um, it's just where like, is the that best... new show? Oh, eighteen ninety nine. I think I think they're still making it. They're doing it. I read this week that they're filming it on like a volume, like um, they do with the Mandalorian, like the big LED wall thing that they have. Oh, which is interesting because especially I think Dark is like the best looking TV show I've ever seen. Yeah. And a big part yeah, of that gorgeous. is where they shoot it in these like amazing German forests. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see if they can do the same kind of visually striking thing uh, with eighteen ninety nine. But yeah, everyone should watch Dark. Um, it, every, everyone You're thinks I, I, I think I think it, everyone thinks it's like German Stranger Things, but it's so much better <laughs> than Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Stranger Things is like not even close to as good as that is like. The thing that I saw, like every time I see it, I'm like, this is somehow just intensely Death Stranding vibes. It's like, it, yeah, it looks, it looks so much like Death Stranding, or vice versa. That like sometimes I think Kojima must have seen this. There's no way because hmm. like Norman Reedus's character, like Sam Paul Bridges, and uh, a character in 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 yeah. almost said the, the name stranger. of the character, and, <laughs> yeah, the stranger. This, yeah. Uh, 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 they look the same. I was like, "Oh shit, this is the same." Like wearing the backpack, everything. Um, but yeah, I think that show is incredible as well. Yeah, and, and certainly for the first, I think, couple of series, it's one of those shows that um, kind of you can have a scene where nothing much happens, but the kind of implications of it, like within mm. the context of the show, are huge. And the telltale sign is always like someone will like pick up a piece of paper and look at it and then the score will come in with this like absolutely mm. haunting mm. like um based synth <laughs> like yeah speaking of uh bass and synth let's move on to a game that has a soundtrack with a hell of a lot of bass and synth some saxophone bit of jazz we're of course talking about death loop the big game of the week um everyone here has been playing it um, mm-hmm. My opinions of it are thoroughly documented now at this point on the video game website, www.gamespot.com, where I gave it a 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. and called it an essential video game. Importantly, for the crybabies that have been in my mention on the internet, I didn't say it was perfect. I said it was essential. Um, and I stand by that. Uh, I'm going to go to Lucy first. Lucy, uh, mm. what do you think of it? Talk, talk to us about Deathloop. I, I'm in the same boat as you, I feel, because there's, I I mean, when we were filming last week, I'd already, was it last week or the week before? I'd already finished it. Mm. My opinion of it is unchanged. I fully am in agreement with you about the 10 out of 10. I think it is wonderful. I think it's an incredible game. I've been having more fun now as Juliana invading people, um, which is, because uh, I wasn't really turned on for like a lot of the time that I had code ahead of release. Mm. And so that is just like a very, very fun like completely optional multiplayer mode and I've really been enjoying because I'm not very good at it sometimes I feel like I can do really well um I did feel so bad I invaded this person Dave uh my my housemate was uh was getting a bed delivered and he was like can you help me take the my current bed and put it outside and I was like yeah I'll put it like in another room I was like yeah yeah, yeah. I've just loaded into this game and it loaded me in and I was like, I'm just going to hide and I'll, I'll get mad points for like just existing and just being alive. Um, and so Dave and I, it took us like 20 minutes to move this bed down. And then I went down and I was, I was still alive. Like the person hadn't found me. So I went and found them and they were in the middle of killing all the Wengies. And oh, I think no. they had one or two left <laughs> and I, and there was a roof hatch and I just popped in and just snapped his neck and then uh, waited for him to, you know, re- reprise back. And then uh, obviously hold down on the on the D-pad and I alerted the final Wengies to, uh, to his position. And then we all just shot him and I felt really bad, but I got hella points. So 
hate to see it. So Lucy's out there being a menace on the servers mm-hmm. for Deathloop. Um, Chris, you started it recently, right? What you what do you reckon of it? Yeah, so I've played maybe three or four hours, I think, um, and mm-hmm. I I I like it. Um, I've never played an arcane game before, which I think is oh. probably oh, puts really? me in a bit of a unique position. Yeah. Certainly on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no kind of reason for that. I, like, I always thought I would enjoy Dishonored and Prey, but I just never got around to uh, playing mm-hmm. them for one reason or another. Um, and I, I, there's a lot that I really like about it. I think it's so stylish and it feels like such a confident game. Like, the, the mm-hmm. retro future aesthetic of it is brilliant. Like you said, the, the soundtrack is great. It kind of reminds me of um in a weird way like uh 13 but toned down oh yeah like the kind of the Mm. kind of slightly unreal art style um and like when everything is is like flowing it's it feels really fantastic although Mm -hmm. i haven't had that much of that because uh i'm still not pretty good at the game and still kind of figuring it out (laughs) but um are you stealth are you stealthing or going all guns blazing i'm definitely um stealthing and uh i mean that's not that's that's a horrible term i've just realized you've <laughs> walked me oh, into that yeah. trap that's Fuck a bad term yeah. that yeah. that's term. a bad term now how do oh. you play stealthily? Um, i'm taking the stealthy route yes um there we go. and yeah i i think part of that is just because i want to kind of explore each area and um there's it feels very dense like there's lots of buildings to go in and out of and little hidden corridors and pathways and things like that and all that stuff's quite fun um and it and i'm really enjoying just kind of untangling the world and trying to figure things out um it feels a bit like the the kind of wider setting of it feels a bit disco elysium to me like this kind of Mm. um i'm getting the sense that there's lots of like political stuff going on that you're not going to see mm. for a long time. Like there's hints of like that it used to be an army outpost and things like that. So I'm I'm very keen to kind of figure that all out. Um, then again, I did only play Disco Elysium like two months ago, so it might just be that I'm just want everything to be. It's like on Disco the brain. Elysium. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I I I do think like for me, as an arcane novice, I don't think it. When it starts, I don't think it puts its best foot forward in terms of kind of starting you very underpowered. Um, mm-hmm. Because I felt for a few hours, it was kind of frustrating going around these areas. And there are very obvious routes that are kind mm-hmm. of tied to powers that you don't have mm-hmm. access to. And I felt like I was being kind of funneled down, kind of going in the front door a lot. And uh, yeah. And th- th- like I, c- I totally understand that, and it's, um, but I guess I want it to be a bit more. I, w- I was hoping it was going to be a bit more kind of the Hitman freeform vibe. Mm-hmm. Like the one of the first things I did when you first get to Up Dam, which is like one of the the first things that you do, or the first kind of area that you go into. One of the first things I did was turn off the waypoints because I wanted to kind of like figure out stuff myself, mm-hmm. like where I was going and all that kind of thing, and that works really well just for that one objective because you mm. get like a postcard which says which gives you an address like a vague location and a picture mm. of where it is and mm. so that was great because i was like figuring out where this thing was and it says oh it's juliana says something about it being by the cliffs and i was like, oh brilliant i'm gonna figure that out but that doesn't mm. really apply to any of the other objectives in the rest of the game and so like no. <laughs> that i found not, so far not, yeah not for the main objectives yeah and and I I guess I'm I'm missing that thing where you can like pick up a clue and then examine it and like really piece together something yourself and it it's more mm. like you pick up something and it just opens up a new waypoint for you. So I think yeah, I don't know that that's like a, a very kind of like minor thing because I'm still enjoying it a lot. You get um, you get way more of that with the other leads and objectives. I think that I think their their goal is like always have the main objective pointed out. Um, and even if you kind of like turn it off, they make it obvious. But I do remember a bunch of things like that are like sub objectives that 
will feed eventually into some of the main objectives, but that felt a little more like, oh, I've accidentally mm. stumbled upon this thing. I'm going to figure it out and then go from there. Um, mm. Some of them are like arsenal things, and some of them are, because it tells you it's got the same kind of like uh, quest uh, chain system for uh, weapons and abilities and that kind of stuff. And there is mm. a bit more of that in there. Um, so I do think that you won't be completely without that. But yeah, it is... I think the the tricky part of it is like aimlessness is not part of the design in terms of mm -hmm. his his thing is like narratively speaking the objective is to do something swiftly and and figure it out in a way that um the empowerment comes from doing something quickly if you get what I mean um yeah it's the same it's the same reason that a lot of people have like replied to me being like the AI sucks why did you give it a 10 and like my response to that always is the AI doesn't suck. The AI serves a purpose and you just don't understand what that purpose is within the grander scheme of the game because the AI is just challenging enough to take you out, but it's not a Dark Souls enemy system where it's it's not trying to put up brick walls in front of you because that ruins the momentum that it's trying to build. And I think it has a similar kind of approach in terms of that kind of um, how guided it is because of it. Yeah, the the enemies are definitely there for you to like have fun with, aren't they? Kick they, about. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> the, you don't. It's not an accident that half of them are kind of stood looking out over a cliff and with your back with their back to you the whole oh, time, just pissing like, into the wind. Right. Exactly. There, there's just the every kind of encounter seems to be set up to like it, it's the opposite of Dark Souls because it's not there to kind of like teach you something. It's just there for you to like have fun, like use your power. See, you know. See, see what you can do. Yeah. And it's also like yeah, the start-stop exactly. nature of it in that like in Dishonored, I feel like if you would accidentally muck up a stealth section, everyone would be on you and it would mm -hmm. just be like, oh, well, that's the, you, you'd have the feeling of like, oh, that's that ruin, that run ruined. Um, whereas in this one, it's like, it, it kind of calms down way more forgiving and it's like they don't even talk to each other. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying to kind of get myself in that frame of mind, I think, because certainly mm. um, I think the first, uh, what what are the boss characters called? The, the visionaries. The Wengies. Visionaries. The visionaries. Yeah. visionaries. Uh, the first visionary that I took out is, uh, I mean, without wanting to kind of like go into spoilers, he's um, set up in a mansion that's been turned into like a role playing game. Uh, oh, you went there first. That's interesting. Okay, that's an interesting yeah. choice. That's I, that's a, a, he's my favorite. He's my favorite. That's the same one I went to first because of the, I knew the power he has because of the yeah. board, and I was like, I need that power. Yeah. Um, so, so I I got that power earlier because I killed Juliana, Juliana when she invaded yeah. me. But you couldn't and, infuse it, right? No, and I couldn't. Yeah. But I but I had like ten minutes of using that power. And then I I was in, instantly like, I can't live without this. I need to figure out how to get this immediately. <laughs> um, but in that one, that was kind of like, I did I did a lot of the stealth, like most of the way up the building. But then when, mm. I think specifically with him, when he panics, um, oh, you yeah. do get everybody coming after you. And so that's, that's yeah. quite good that I'm glad to hear that it's not always the case um, mm -hmm. that that happens. Yeah. yeah, that one as well. Okay. Like when you do that run, uh, it when stuff goes south, it goes it goes south in that place very very quickly. Because it, yeah. it there is there is like a narrative reason why it does go that south. Uh, yeah, Jean Luc, you've been playing a bit of it. Uh, what do you make of it so far? I am having a fantastic time with it so far, with uh a couple weird technical issues. Um. I started it on PS5 and then uh, I ended up switching over to PC because uh, uh, originally I was going to play it with Georgia and then she was like, ah, this isn't really that interesting to um, to watch. So I was like, oh, I'll just play it on my own. Um, and I switched over to PC because I prefer playing these games on PC. Uh, I like the precision controls again, mouse and keyboard. Um, but I haven't gotten like a couple weird technical issues like some crashes and stuff like that mm -hmm. nothing like that's been like outright ruining my time with the game but just like i'm, I'm a little like eh like like i'm it, it says something about the quality of the game that i'm like i'm powering through it regardless where like maybe 
uh other other games i would like give it a couple more days of like oh, i'll give it a give it a day for them to patch it out meanwhile i'm like mm. constantly thinking about death loop and just wanting to keep playing <laughs> it uh, <laughs> like i like the first night i played it i went to sleep and i had a dream where i was in a death loop like <laughs> oh <my laughs> it's completely like enveloped by brain i don't know i was I was really tired when I uh, that night, so maybe I was just I was just on one. My brain was just <laughs> playing tricks on me. But um, uh, I, yeah, I don't really know what to say that you guys like haven't already said about it, other than like it's it's fucking it's fantastic. It. It's real good. It's real good it's, in it. Like, it's almost <laughs> it's almost kind of annoying in it because like what if a game you get a game that's good, uh, and you can but like has some issues, you can talk about it. But when a game is this good. It's just like yeah, it's just it's just really good, man. Like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. I've, I've just heard you guys talking about it the last couple of weeks in the podcast. Now I'm playing it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're right. They're right about everything. It's real. It's real damn good. Um, uh, I, I, oh boy, I, uh, I, I did biff it real bad. Uh, <laughs> when I was playing last night, I um, I had just gotten the the ability to infuse, and it was like, ah, oh, mm -hmm. perfect. I'm gonna go on this great run. And I went on this like fantastic run where I like I soaked up like a ton of a ton of uh, what are they called like the the infused residuum points. residuum, and then I uh, was like, all right, I gotta leave now so that I can spend these points. And then on the way out, I got killed, and then was like not thinking about it, and I was like, oh, I just gotta leave so that I can uh, inf infuse all this stuff, and didn't I didn't go back to my body. So I went, no. I went back, and I was like, "All right, time to time to infuse all this stuff. I got, oh, I got powers, I got guns." And I was like, "Why? Why is it at zero? Why? Oh, oh no, oh no!" So lesson uh, learned, a hard lesson mm. learned. Which was is, that, uh, um, which I, was it at yeah. night as well? Was it the last chance that you had during that day to do anything? Um. I think I know. So I had one more chance and I was like, maybe I'll just go around and, and get some things. And then um, and then I immediately got killed. And that was my last life. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to go to bed because it's 1230. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hard, hard lesson learned. But that's also what I really like about the game is I feel like every time I die, I'm just I'm learning new things. Um, I've been experimenting with like um turning like the objective markers off uh for things that i haven't like like the first time i go through an area because i don't want to uh like i really like that the game does tell you like hey here's where the person is and and uh it, it certainly helps later on when you have like so many like stray observations and you just need to be like oh where's that one building that burned down like i just need to go there again mm -hmm. and you can just like click a thing and it tells you where to go i love that uh but the first time i'm going through i'm trying it with all that stuff off so that i can just sort of like I don't know, like soak in the environment and kind of like poke around and find things out. So like, I think like the first uh, quest where you have to find a a battery. Um, oh yeah. To turn on that mm -hmm. uh, projector, the battery is like right in, to the left yeah. because I had the objective marker off. I ended up going all the way around the map into like a bunker like 40 minutes later and like oh, found a battery man. there and then i accidentally exploded that battery and then i spent like <laughs> another 10 minutes searching for a different battery and i was like man wow this game is intense like just finding this one battery <laughs> and then it like i was like oh it was right it was, it was right, right there. All along. It was yeah. right there. I mean, all it doesn't along. look like a battery in any meaningful way. No. Like I, I, <laughs> no. you, I ran and, past and, it like two or three times before I realized, oh, it's right there. And, and that is a hundred percent because I specifically turned the objective markers off because uh, uh, I did this when I was when I tried it on PS5 and then I switched to PC. I kept the objective marker on and it was like the battery's right there, idiot. This was supposed to be easy. <laughs> you, you weren't supposed to do all that. And I was like, oh. But honestly, I that, like it was cool. Like because I got to explore a part of the map and mm. um like see you know like uh, hidden rooms and i'm like oh like that'll be useful later and, and kind of like taking those mental notes and i mm -hmm. yeah i think just like the uh the level of freedom the game has and the way uh it kind of like like seeds you throughout all these areas and you're and you're like um kind of putting the pieces together of, of uh like uh 
like, oh, this will be useful later. It, it, it feels so masterful. Like, it should be mm. overwhelming. Uh, and it kind of is a little bit. But I think just they do such a smart job of not making it, like, feel overwhelming, if that makes mm. sense. Mm. Um, yeah. Damn like good game. Again. I like it a um, lot. And I really, I, uh, I just want to keep playing it. A game you have been playing a lot of, though, that we can talk about is Lost Judgment. How Lost is it? Lost Judgment. Ooh, Lost Judgment. Uh I have a lot of feelings about it. Uh, mostly good, couple a little a little negative. Um, but I would say overall, it is a fantastic uh, RGG game. Um, if if you like RGG games, if you like Judgment, um, I think this game will be a fantastic time. Um, hmm. Our review already went up by uh, this morning by Richard Wakeling. I cut the video review. Go check it out. It's really good. Spoiler free. Uh, I kept it as spoiler free as possible. Uh, something he touched on at the beginning of his review he spent a lot of time on. That's probably my biggest observation is just how damn good the mini games are in this one. That's like kind of mm. the Yakuza series. Uh, I would say like the, the the hallmark that makes it stand out from like other um, kind of uh, open ended open world RPG crime games. Mm. I don't know. There's there's really nothing like Yakuza, but uh, specifically like the mini, the, just the variety of mini games in, in Yakuza games are always so impressive. And this one, they throw so goddamn much at you. There is mm. uh, drone racing. There is uh, like a um, dancing mini game. There is a... Um, uh, a robot like territory control mini game. There's a skateboarding mini game. There's a biker mini game. There is uh, the arcade games. They have gone all out. They have a mm. a uh, a like House of the Dead style light gun game, which was in the first Judgment, but they did like a follow up to it. So it's like they have their own like in universe House of the Dead style. Uh, <laughs> mini game series they have a ton of really fun obscure mini um arcade games this time around uh they have like the usual ones that they normally have like space hair and stuff but they have uh sonic the fighters which is a terrible oh. terrible mm. fighting game but god bless them for putting it in um they, they also have like they have a couple of really good obscure uh like late era like uh early 2000s late 90s like uh, Sega arcade games which is a lot of fun like I feel like they're really like pulling from their like obscure lexicon of uh, arcade games which is which is great um, and all of them like are fantastic and they so they surround them all in this school like sub story where Yagami as part of as part of the main quest Yagami has to go to this this school to investigate um uh, like some bullying and then that kind of like ends up relating to like the main murder plot uh, so in order to stay at the school he becomes an outside advisor to the uh, mystery research club which is like oh. a um, a club where this this girl is like I'm gonna become a detective and I want to solve mysteries and so it spans out into this whole like insane subplot where you're trying to find this like mysterious being called the professor who's like corrupting the kids and and like giving them like uh yeah he has like a website where you can like go onto it and be like i want to uh get revenge on this person and then he'll like give you like some illegal thing that like helps them do it and so he's like he's corrupting the youth and you have to your job is to stop him and so as part of that yagami has to infiltrate uh all of these other clubs in the school so you'll like infiltrate the dancing club and it's got this fantastic like dancing rhythm mini game it's really funny because <laughs> so the, the the actor um who plays Yakami uh is is a uh is a dancer so like obviously like he mm -hmm. can dance really well and like that is reflected in the choreography i assume they probably like he he maybe helps with it uh but in the game Yakami's like Oh, I can't dance at all, but I do know kung fu. Let me try. And then, like, he does this like amazing choreographed dance where he mixes kung fu in there. Um, but what's really fun is it's not just like, oh, you're going in, you're just doing the mini games. It's they also add in these, uh, like pretty well written, heartfelt like storylines into each quest that has, I'm gonna say it, mad Persona Five vibes. 
Uh, oh. like it, it, they, they feel like Persona 5 social links where you're like, okay, I'm going to go through. Each person has like a different like problem and you're kind of helping them out and Yagami's like giving them advice and then you're doing like the mini game and that'll progress the your social link a little bit more each time. Uh, the, even the music that plays at one point is just has that like same like funky poppy persona energy and I'm sitting there like hey, you guys is this, a, is this on purpose did you guys like you know go 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 a floor over to the atlas people and be like yeah, hey just, uh can we, can we copy your homework can we copy your homework just just a little bit uh but it, it is um that has ended up being like weirdly like the thing I like the most about the game because it is massive. You can devote so much time to this, uh, to these sub stories, and mm -hmm. uh, like they just they don't get old at all. Like, it, and it's 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 shocking to me how much of it is like because it's all completely optional. Like, there's the introduction to it at the beginning, like as part of the main story, but after that, you're like you can completely ignore it, and. Mm -hmm. But you can, I, I want to say you can put like a good like 20 hours of this like 40 to 50 hour game alone into the school stuff if you want. Wow. Which is crazy. Um, I've just been rambling for a hot minute. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any I've, questions. Uh, I've, I've, no. never played, I've never played a Yakuza game um, mm -hmm. or Judgment. Uh, okay. So would this be a good place to jump in? Uh, maybe. So I, I will say. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> Tam's Tam, Tam shaking his head. His head. <laughs> mm. So my my requisite uh, as a Yakuza fan, my my like obligated answer is uh, play zero. It's the mm -hmm, it's the mm -hmm. perfect starting point. Um, judgment itself, the original Judgment, is also a good starting point as well. Um, I would yeah. say this one is a it's a good starting point in the sense that. Uh, nothing about that game's previous like main case comes back into play in this one. It doesn't spoil it even, so like you could kind of play this one without really getting spoiled on what happened in the previous case. Um, and but but I do think that original game does a better job of like introducing the characters and setting them up. Uh, I think this game's actually kind of got like a little bit of a rough intro. Um, like the first hour or two was a little slow, and I was like, oh, I don't know about this. But then like once it gets going it got a lot better uh versus the other game which i the previous judgment which i thought was like a stronger introduction to the characters so i would say uh you totally could like i think the game does an admirable job of uh setting it up but i would still in my heart recommend either starting with the original judgment or if you really want go back go back and uh, play yakuza zero the thing, mm. um, like, a, always... like a dragon, is also a good starting point. Yeah, so. Like a dragon is also yeah. a good starting point until it's not uh, at the end. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the thing that I always see people saying about this or this series is uh, like you know, oh, it's this detective game, and I spent twenty five hours playing <laughs> a mini game in a like yeah mate yeah I, like yeah. I just uh, yeah it's such a it's such a bizarre. Like as someone who has no kind of like context for it, obviously not having played the games, it just seems like such a bizarre um, series. Yeah, but that mini yeah. game. I mean, the the one that we also brought in after dark is the the club uh, club manager yeah, the cabaret. mini game, and that the cabaret club, cabaret club yeah. is so fucking good. Like I just want it as a as a standalone. I think that's the thing is that it's like there are so many mini games in these games that, and you're gonna always find like. A couple that you like hate but the game never forces you to play mm. a mini game more than maybe like once um if that so really mm. it's just like I, I think what i like about the games is they just have this like freedom to them where it's like you can really decide how much you you personally want to spend with that stuff you could absolutely just blow through the main story do it in 20 hours and have like a good video game experience mm -hmm. but you can also be like yeah but i'm gonna spend 20 hours at this high school teaching these kids uh <laughs> how do i you know, reach these kids how to read how do i reach these kids with the power of friendship and uh being a detective <laughs> it's uh how how uh, how weird does it get on this on the on the yakuza scale how you know oh it gets it gets pretty weird there's some there, there's a uh, there is a dog detective you get 
who who helps yes. you has he, he has a he has a nose that can specifically he's been trained all his life to to smell mysteries and he <laughs> oh my god i'm so happy you, i'm so happy you said you that to to crimes that you can then solve is he uh, like the sub story detector in this game the, uh n he is one of many uh, okay. Okay. Th usually, they have that. They have the uh, the little device that will tell you where sub stories are, right? Yeah. No, there's multiple. So there's like they they have a they have the dog. They have um, the online social media feed called Chatter that also leads you to stuff. Um, sometimes you just find them on the map. You have the school stuff. Like there are so many different avenues to get side stuff. There is a, a one objective of. There, there's a series of mini games involving, um, or sorry, of side stories involving a, uh, uh, it's called the, uh, I forget his name. He, he's the dastardly detective and he runs the <laughs> illegal detective agency and he does, uh, he gives people illegal things to, for, I, I, he, he's not really detective. He's just giving people things to do like crimes, but he's like Yagami. He's like evil Yagami. And you're like Amazing. trying to like stop him. That's like a whole series of sub stories you can do. There's uh, there's a whole boxing sub story where y you go to this like a uh, uh, boxing club. That's, that's all like, you know, ex-cons who are who are you know just trying to like find a new life and they're finding their outlet through boxing and yagami can box with them and it's got its own separate like skill menu <laughs> that you can put points into and it's got it's a whole separate mechanic like it like the, you'd think like oh we're, we'll just take the fighting the normal fighting mechanic and put it into the boxing thing like no they built an entirely separate combat system <laughs> for this one thing and you're like and it's good you're you're it's like it's it's insane how how good all the mini games are in this one i think like the yeah. quality is top tier uh, uh it, it's it's fantastic um i think the uh, you can read our full review of uh lost judgment on gamespot.com richard wakeling mm -hmm. reviewed it for us and gave it a yeah. seven out of ten and said a lot of similar things to what you were saying very mini game heavy a lot of it fun yeah. Um, tries to tackle some heavy themes. Does it okay? That yeah, that's um, the one thing I wanted to touch on was mm. the 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 theme. So the game, the this is where I give like the big warning is that the game uh, talks a lot about uh, bullying and sexual battery, and it does uh, go into that stuff in to to a level that I wasn't expecting. Um, like you 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 don't. Uh, with the with the bullying, they like do show some of it, um, and so if you are sensitive to that kind of thing, I think that is absolutely worth knowing going in and maybe like mm -hmm. asking uh, or like looking up some spoilers and kind of seeing like if that could uh, you know be an issue for you. Same with the sexual battery; uh, they don't show anything, um, but you kind of see like the like security footage aftermath mm -hmm. of um, of a woman getting like groped on a train, um, you know, which is obviously like a, a big uh a big issue in japan um mm. and uh at first i felt like the game was handling both those topics very seriously and, and in a way that i found to be uh pretty nuanced and then there's this there's this like potential plot twists that they kind of seed that starts to undermine some of that and mm. i was i was sitting there and we were like Oh, game, don't do this. I don't think this is the right way to go. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, kind of goes in that direction. And I I think there have been some very mixed reactions uh, from, from the internet. Uh, the is Definitely go check out the Polygon review. Um, they did not like that stuff at all and thought it was... Uh, it, 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 it ruined the game for them. Mm. Um, it, how badly they thought it, it handled that stuff. So I think people are going to be sensitive to that and, and kind of have their own feelings on it. But I, I really do think that's worth knowing going in. Cause that to me is like the one sore spot on the game, um, mm -hmm. which is, 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 is a real shame. Cause I don't think they needed to go that direction. Um, yeah. And uh, overall, I, I do find the, the main mystery uh, quite compelling and, and, you know, like the villain is excellent and there are some really good, good moments and, Yagami and Co are fantastic, but uh, 
yeah, that's the one thing about the game that um kind of kind of sours the experience. Um, mm. not not enough for me that I, I you know didn't enjoy my time. Um, I obviously still love it, but uh, I do think that is worth worth knowing going in. That's good to know. Well, as the game's out of the way, let's get those filthy games out of the way. Let's talk about some motion pictures, shall we? Um, Ooh. We've, a few of us have seen uh, Shang-Chi, but Fuck, I'm not going to so start good. with Shang-Chi. We're going to start with White Lotus. Yes. Which uh, Chris has been watching. Oh, guys, you got to watch The White Lotus. Um, it's a new... Well, I think it's... I, I don't know if it's new. Uh, it came out over the summer, I think. A lot of people were talking about it recently. It's, it's fairly HBO new, show. yeah. HBO show, it's on Now TV in the UK. Uh, and Ooh. it's a limited series of six episodes. Ooh. But it's since been turned into an anthology series because it's just that good. Um, I am really? four episodes in and it is one of the best things I've watched in ages. Uh, and it's, it's three different groups of kind of wealthy people staying at mm -hmm. a luxury Hawaii resort. And it's kind mm -hmm. of about the rich people and also the people who work there and have to put up with them and deal with all their kind of rich people issues. Mm -hmm. So there's like a family with a kind of Cheryl Sandberg mum, uh, a honeymooning couple, and their honeymoon gradually gets worse and worse because the, they <laughs> kind of piss off the hotel manager. Um, and... There's also a woman who is there to scatter her mother's ashes, and she's played by Jennifer oh Coolidge. Who? <gasps> okay, I was going to ask because I know that she was in it, and she is—I fucking love Jennifer Coolidge. She so, is oh. having the time of her life. Every single scene <laughs> she's in is either like either you're like covering your face because it's so uncomfortable because of how awkward she mm. is, or you're just—it's just hysterically funny. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just rewatched Succession and it feels very much cut from the same cloth as that in terms of it's kind of, mm -hmm. this is how the other half live. Um, and in Succession, you often get like kind of cutaways of service staff arriving and waiting tables and mm -hmm. cleaning up after the Roy family, after they've like smashed something up or whatever. Um, whereas in this, they're given kind of as much screen time as the rich people and and kind of are their own fully fleshed out characters. Uh, and it is it is genuinely laugh out loud funny in a way that I don't think a lot of shows are, but also has like a kind of dramatic conceit at its core, which I think is really compelling. But it's just so good. Everyone needs to watch it. The the central It's on my the, list. The hotel manager is um I I should have looked up the name of the actor, but he's like this Kiwi guy and he is he is hysterically funny. He's he's Amazing. also best best mustache in a TV show 2021. I'm calling it. Wow, calling Ooh. it. Interesting. Yeah, no, I so think I'm gonna I, watch like, that. I really want to watch it. Obviously, I'm in, I'm deep in my Sopranos watch. Um, and but this does feel like quite a nice a mousse bouche, a little palate cleanser mm. before Succession series three, which I am mm -hmm. very like. I'm not even watching the trailer for it because I'm just so in day one, mm -hmm. um, on Succession. Um, yeah, if you if no, you I like really Succession, if you like Succession, you'll you'll yeah. love the White Lotus. I think. I love and rich people. Murray being Murray Bartlett is idiots. the name of the um, if the uh, actor, by the way. Okay. Murray Bartlett. Oh, I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna watch that. Anyways, Shang Chi. What a fucking film. Whoa. Oh, what a banger. So good. I'm so glad that it's good. I was hoping, like, I was I was waiting for them to do a kung fu like martial arts style. Um, entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and I was praying that it wasn't Iron Fist as much as I like Iron Fist as a character he's wildly problematic as a character also like mm. goes Wait, to a distant Wait didn't they make a land. TV show? Yeah and he was shit <laughs> it was terrible <laughs> uh, but like Iron Fist Danny Rand's whole thing is like he goes and he like goes to a, a far off nation of like uh, of people and like becomes the champion white man appears and captures the abilities of like eternal Ooh. dragon and is suddenly crowned the iron fist and i was like that's not gonna work i hope they don't use him and instead they did the right thing and they brought up shang chi um and now that like i'm my favorite thing about it is it's just incredible it's got so much heart like that's what i really yeah. love about mm -hmm. it it is a story like aquafine is amazing in it 
Um, similarly, is, Michelle is also Yeoh. like amazing. <gasps> Michelle Yeoh's in it. Gemma God. Chan's amazing in it. It's got like music by Rich Brian, um, who's like amazing. The soundtrack is so good, and like it, it reminded me of how much I love like martial arts movies because that's what I like grew up watching. Like our resident like Jackie Chan fan is Kurt, um, but like I grew up watching like old Bruce Lee movies, loads of Jackie mm -hmm. Chan movies, like Western uh, martial arts movies as well. And for for my sins, I watched a lot of Steven Seagal movies. <laughs> um, but like uh like i love that stuff and like watching this movie reminded me how much i love that like seeing that first boss fight oh. on the on the on the bus, uh, <laughs> bus fight. and like bus yeah that also captured <laughs> the unique fear of being in san francisco and going down as it fell yeah. Uh, on a bus when it just goes over and you think you're on some kind of roller coaster. Yeah. That, oh, I thought you were going to say like fights breaking out on the on the bus. Well, also <laughs> fights breaking out on the bus. But no, I was um, I saw it in 4DX because I'm mm. a legend, and that bit in particular was very very uh, tense. I felt very immersed. It was very good. Yeah, uh, I mean, like I I think it like at the heart of it, it is a story about family and the misguidedness that can come from one like mm. being too attached or like not being present enough and also like looking away from your duties and what you sacrifice in like looking after yourself and so preserving your family to a degree it comes at the theme of family from so many different angles based on the characters that it's currently like portraying um that it's just like a really narratively textured movie and then on top of all that is just the cool Marvel shit that you want from it. Um, the fight scenes are easily the best fight scenes in any mm -hmm. Marvel film. Like everyone loves yeah. like Civil War, Winter Soldier, whatever it is, which has like, it's got good Western fight sequences, which are lots of cutaways and like dramatic things happening. This is like intricate martial arts that is like beautiful to look at. Um, and it's like such a thrill to see like the stunts happening and, the choreo choreography of the hand-to-hand -hand combat and even when it goes mm. into like the slightly more fantastical at the end it's still got that amazing it goes full anime at the end and i was like yes <laughs> this is what it's about this is so good but yeah lucy you watched it as well what did you make of it oh i fucking loved it i almost cried at one point um because mm. it's so heartfelt i thought like it was a rare one for me in that um every joke landed uh, which mm. normally never happens in a Marvel movie, and also there's a there's a cameo guest who fucking steals the show that I really yep. really loved. But yep. also it was it was, so it was going into so that good. movie. I was like, I wonder if they'll like reference this character, and they absolutely reference it in a way that yeah. I was like, yes, you I'm guys sure know that this is the best. This guy is. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> oh, you can get to it. Um, if you've seen any of the any of the uh, relevant movies to this one, you'll know. Um, but yeah, mm. so glad that he was in it. Um, but yeah, it's it's like a really solid film, and I was kind of waning on Marvels, uh, not waning, but like Black Widow looks absolutely chronic, chronically bad. I, I still <laughs> haven't seen it, and I just have like, no, no, I just have no, no desire That's the thing, to because like, it doesn't. It's, it's it doesn't too look late bad. now. It doesn't look bad. It just looks so bland. Like I, yeah, there's only the one Vice thing. Is in it. Yeah, that's Florence the one Pugh. thing that I'm like Florence Rachel Pugh. Vice. Pure Pugh is in it, but like uh, Rachel Vice is the one thing where I'm like, I want to see Rachel Vice doing some shit. Um, mm -hmm. but like in all other respects, like it looks very bland. I don't care about Black Widow as a character. She's, I'm just gonna say it, she's shit in the main films. Like. She's only good when she's like paired up and has a kind of relationship with Bruce or is like doing the sons getting real low big guy thing. And you're like, oh, mm -hmm. she's got the ability to like keep this monster uh, in, in like restrained. Outside of that, could not care about Black Widow one bit. You could remove her yeah. from the entire franchise and I think that you wouldn't lose that much. Like the character everyone hates is Clint. But he's more impactful to the Avengers or like every phase of like the MCU movies than Black Widow is. We all know, yeah, that, that thing happened in um, Avengers uh, Infinity War and Endgame that involves Black Widow. But like the fact that it happened to her says more about how disposable she is as a character than anyone else. 
So, like, um, but like watching this movie, I was like, oh, yes, I'm excited about this again. I'm, I'm hyped for Marvel again in a big, big way. Um, and I really want them to just, I want, I want a Shang-Chi like two tomorrow if I can have it. I'm super when, no, I, I'm very excited for the future. When yeah, you say about the, the, the fight scenes, uh, the choreography, mm-hmm. are we talking like, because for me, the kind of high watermark of that, of modern films is like the raid. Is it kind of that sort of level? No, I don't. I don't think it comes to the raid level because there's a like a there's a brutality and a like a rawness to the raid, mm-hmm. which is like, and it comes a little bit from like the choreography, but it also just comes from how it's shot, right? It's like yeah, well, that's that's it, the, the thing, the, the right? kind of lighting and yeah, because um, in the and raid, also like it, it, yeah, gone because uh, like in the raid, obviously a lot of the kind of the way it's shot is to let fight scenes play out. So you can kind of mm-hmm. see the choreography, right? And and get a kind of mm. sense of that. Yeah, there's like, I'm like, seemingly is, is like amazing as uh, Shang-Chi, um, but he's he's athletic. He's clearly super talented as a martial artist, but like Iko Oasis is on another level. Like he's, that mm. man is a killing machine and like his body mm. moves in ways that doesn't seem human. Um, and like that's kind of how what those movies hinge on the the kind of like yeah. fight sequences in those and there is that also brutality of it where you know they have the knife uh, knives element and like weapons are involved and it is like bone crunching this is a little more like palatable for mainstream but it still has the intricacy of it feels like at times it feels like a crouching tiger hidden dragon style fight sequences they have that kind of stuff where it's like Chinese cinema like almost like wire stuff where it's got like a um, majestic quality to it mm-hmm. and then other times some you have some fight sequences that are a little more like jackie chan like in without the humor part of it there's some humor actually but like it's not like um slapstick in the way that jackie chan yeah. stuff is to be but it's got sa- that same kind of rhythm and like momentum and also like kinetic movement to it where similarly like shang chi is like moving around environments in a big way mm. and then it also has the kind of like straight up like channeling some energies kind of stuff like gonna do a kamehameha baby um that kind of stuff so it's like a bunch of flavors mm. but like mm. i i don't think it comes anywhere close to like the raid levels of of like fight fight choreography yeah yeah uh chris are you planning to see it or jean-luc do you john luke you watched it right no i i want to see okay. it um but i i refuse to go to a movie theater so uh mm-hmm. i'm waiting for that that disney mm-hmm. plus yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm definitely gonna go see it. I think. Um, I don't know about uh, San Francisco, but the like I've been to the cinema a few times over here, and it's mm. it's like basically empty every time I go. Yeah. Even when it even when it's kind of like peak times um, around where I live, so that's that's uh, really handy. Yeah. No, I, I definitely um, definitely gonna go see it at some point. Yeah, uh, I, I like I had the same experience. I was very nervous about going to the cinema, and I went, and it was like just empty it was like me and my younger brother and there were a few people scattered around a few loud people i will say um mm. people haven't developed any good cinema uh, decorum in in the time since they've been shame away, i really wanted to but it was like a group of girls and it would have been a really awkward if i was like can you be quiet please like oh no i live for it i live for it if you bring out a fucking mobile phone i'm on yeah. you I give you 10 seconds to put that they shit away. They weren't not, doing that. They I were just like, over. They were like laughing at a joke. And then like, if it was just laughing at a joke and then ending there, it's fine. But they laughed at a joke and then they laughed at each other laughing at the joke. And then they'd have like a few comments about the thing. And I'm just like, <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> you're, you're like fucking, I, was like, oh, I don't have that. The, the other thing was like, if they were nearer to me, I would have been like, can you shut the fuck up, please? But they were like, I would have to have walked across the screening room to be like, can you shut up, please? And they would have been I've like, I've had friends do that. You I've, had, I've been with people who have like walked across oh, the cinema to do that. I would absolutely oh, do so that. Unfa- that's some, oh, I can't. I one, of my, one of my friends yeah, went to see Tenet last year and it was just after cinemas had reopened and he was very excited and he went with his wife. He's like, he's in his 30s and he sat down and some girls 
well, some people behind him were talking loudly and he got progressively more and more angry as like the first kind of half hour of the film went on. And then he turned around like it just had enough and was just like, shut the fuck up. But like as soon as he turned around and started shouting it, he realized that all of the girls oh, no. were like 12 and he is like <gasps> a, a hairy 33 year old man. That was my Shouting. worry. Hey, children. They've got to learn. They've got to learn. <laughs> exactly. They'll know well. like they, did, they didn't say a word afterwards. So. Good. I couldn't, I couldn't make out how old they were. That was the other thing. Like They sounded really young because I didn't want to run up on them and be like, I just screamed at a bunch of 10-year-olds. <laughs> so. yeah, and also, I, what if it's like I mean, The Simpsons where the guy get, the really tall guy gets out of the tiny car? It's like a... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you think it's three girls, but it's actually a, a bodybuilder. <laughs> You think it's three girls, but it's a bodybuilder lying across three seats because he's so big. <laughs> God, I mean, well, the worst one I've ever, ever seen, just a flagrant disrespect for other people in a theatre was when we went to fucking go and see Hamilton and the prick in front of oh, us yeah. had a laptop. He Whoa. had a laptop in a Whoa. show, a live <laughs> show. And I... And this was like on the second or third night because Tam is incredible at getting tickets to things. And so I just, I saw Red and I just like tapped him on the shoulder and I was like, I'm sorry, you're recording this or something. And he went, oh, I actually work on the show. And I was like, go work on the show from behind the stage then. And he shut his <laughs> yeah. laptop and shut But the, the thing is like his laptop was like full brightness and he was like <laughs> yeah. clicking. Oh. And yeah, he yeah. Was like, I mean like, yeah. And he was. He I, had would, a I would have been polite he if he hadn't have been so <laughs> yeah. such a prick about it. Oh, that beats mine. Uh, yeah. Mine was that uh, a a like young couple brought their. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure a three year old and a five year old uh, to the showing of Batman v Superman, uh, oh. which was which just made an already bad movie experience uh, ten times worse because. Uh, the the five year old in particular, um, like, could not give less of a shit about what was happening on that movie. No. Like, it, that movie opens up with like Bruce Wayne's parents getting murdered, and like these kids don't <laughs> fucking care about that at all. And the five year old was like literally running back and forth through, like, around the 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 seating, and eventually, the 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 dad had to like take them out and like leave, and we were like, oh, thank God came back like 20 minutes later we're like no, no that's when you leave that's when you like uh like uh i had that a few to understand the, the martha bit i had that a few years ago but it anyway. was widows like the steve mcqueen film mm. which opens with <laughs> oh, like you, you meant a bunch of widows, widows. <laughs> no there's a guy there's a guy with like his two kids watching widows which opens with an incredibly loud and violent like fucked uh robbery that ends with mm. like that ends with a lot of violence i mean my friend was just like mm -hmm. this is this is them traumatized for life <laughs> <laughs> oh wait wait not not to not to be like a one-upper but we went to see hereditary and a guy oh, no. oh my his, god like, that guy eight to ten year old kid and we and the kid looked so bored because obviously hereditary I'm... is such a slow burn and like I just, I remember walking past him as we came in and sat down and I was like, are you serious? <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about the other guy to the right of us who was like <gasps> the perfect Milkman. like mark for every single scary movie. Every reaction he had to the movie was like exaggerated <laughs> by a million. There was one point where he leapt up off the floor and onto his yeah. seat and went, no. And, and he also, like, oh I mean, my God, he, relax. He also brought a pint of milk and was just drinking yeah. it from the bottle to the cinema. And I was like, are you yeah. a serial killer? <laughs> I think my favorite uh, all-time uh, cinema moment, like interrupting moment actually made me laugh. It was like we were in, I was in a East London cinema. I think, I can't remember what it was. I think it was uh, Bethnal Green or like uh, Stratford at this point. And we were watching one of the Fast and Furious movies. Can't remember which one at this point. Um, but it was one, inevitably they had that shot where Lady gets out of the car. It was an early one mm. because Lady gets out of the car and camera does slow panning mm. over her curvaceous body and framing mm -hmm. the car and like the sweat and a man and it's an Indian man I only I, I highlight it it is an Indian man because it's part of the story it's dead silent while this is happening there's like just music and then from next to my hair 
So sexy. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I just burst out laughing. Looked at him. I was like, you little perv. Relax. <laughs> Anyways, if you've got any uh, memorable uh, cinema going experiences, please send them in. Uh, we're not going to do emails today, uh, but we will do. And you can send us your uh, cinema experiences to afterdarkpodcast yeah. at gamespot.com. Or you can hit up myself or Lucy to join the Discord. I've got a bit of a backlog backlog on um, uh, ad- admitting people into the Discord. I say a bit of a backlog. It's like three people that I can do in like five minutes, but it's very, very busy. Um, and we will read uh, any notable ones out. Uh, they could be good cinema going experiences or they can be ones where you've absolutely popped off at people um, uh, for being loud. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Jean-Luc, where can people find you and what are you up to? Uh, you can find me at John Luke Seipke on Twitter. Uh, go check out the Lost Judgment review, like I mentioned earlier. Pretty proud of that edit. I think it's uh, uh, it's a good game. And mm-hmm. otherwise, I'm gonna be doing stuff. Nice. I love stuff. Yeah, I love, I love stuff. It. Stuff's great. <laughs> uh, Lucy, where can people find you, and what you're up to? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Lucy James Games. I'm at work stuff. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. Very online shows taking a break this week, but we'll be back next week. Uh, and I'm on Twitch now at Lucy James mm. Games there as well. You're not at Lovely. on Twitch, are you? You're just no. Lucy James you're Games. A, you're a slash. Chris, a... where you at? What you've been doing? <laughs> uh, you can find me at Chris Morris91 on Twitter. Uh, like we said earlier, Expert Reacts live this Saturday. Well, I say live. I mean, it's going mm-hmm. live on YouTube. It's not live. That'd be exciting, though. Uh, and I'll be doing some more videos <laughs> that I can't really talk about right now. Um, yeah. I love how we're all well, just yeah. working on videos. Yeah. Well, it's, it's coming, up to, coming up to embargo season, isn't it? It's, it's some yeah. 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 Serious embargoes. Yeah. For me, you can find me on Twitter at TomorrowH. I am also working on stuff. Um, read my review. <laughs> how about of, some things? Uh, Deathloop uh, on GameSpot.com um, and you can find me on Twitch uh, twitch.tv forward slash tomorrow H I'm currently playing Hades good game good fun game and I'm also like getting angry at Twitter, uh, uh, IGN's brackets that's what I did yesterday they were like best game of all time brackets let's do it and I was like I'm going to do my own one and it ended in heartbreak I had to make some absolutely devastating cuts yesterday <laughs> um, it was heartbreaking watching you yeah, pick between some of those it, It was rough, Uh, but yeah, you can see that on Twitch. And we will see you next week. Goodbye.